And she said, oh, for Pete's sake, Kevin, you won't even take an aspirin. And he said, not a problem. Just drop a pill in his coffee and see what happens. So she got some Viagra and she uh, put a pill in his coffee and all of a sudden he just became, he wanted to go pole vaulting. He was, right. he was, was ready to go. And, yeah, yeah. and he stood up and, he, and she said, doctor, he ripped my clothes off and everything. It was just terrible. And the doctor said, you mean it was working? And she said, oh, Jay, it was working. I've never had such good sex in my life. Hmm. Huh? And he said, well, what's the problem, dear? She said, I'll never be able to show my face at Starbucks again. <laughs> <laughs> I right have there. to laugh. Right there at the juice bar. Yeah, yeah. Right there at the old Starbucks. The juice bar. The juice bar. <laughs> oh, Chase, it was great. Well, then what's the problem, lady? Here comes Mr. You guys all love this. So we're at we're at the twins thing last night. And I was next to Dan and I said, Tell Such that part of him speaking tonight means we gotta do the show from Twins Fest this week. That <laughs> would have left at that moment. <laughs> Here? No. Are you done working for the day or going back? Then you gotta stay and learn this thing because I'm not gonna sit here and have you F it up. We're live. I said F it up. I know. I'm just letting Brooke know. And I am going Top Gun Maverick because I forgot my glasses, but I won't wear them during the show. That'll bother you. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I'd rather have you be able to see. Yeah, because I got to say, getting old is uh, for the birds, man. I can't see anything without glasses. When it's over. I saw a great golf tip on a video. Okay. Imagine you're hitting the ball into a tunnel. Okay. Not to the bridge above the tunnel. See? Okay. Well, that's a way maybe you could keep your body down. Oh. I got to get it right in that tunnel there. Not up there. I got to get it right in here. Well, isn't that the deal? They do, they do the line? Who's oh, there? I saw something online. Yeah. There's a, uh, what do you call it? There's a new tool, seriously, mm -hmm. you can use, and it's, I would say. I'm not buying any tools. No, just listen to me. It's a, a piece of whatever you'd call it, surface grass, and it's about three feet this way, three feet that way. It's a big square, okay? So picture that. Yeah. And you stand it on top of it, and it shows you a swing path. Yeah. And basically, it says, well, no, dummy, you got to, so it does, maybe it's longer than three feet. Yeah, but it does it so that it'll show you. Okay, you're drifting this way. That means that's why you're slicing, or you're hooking it this way. You see what I'm saying? Well, you know, I don't even think it was a hundred bucks. It's a, it's not a mystery. Everyone I play with says you're lifting your head up. Okay. Well, then look at the ball. Okay, here's the deal. You're not really lifting your head up. You're merely standing up at the at the point of impact. Right. And you're not supposed to. Well, no kidding. And it would be really simple to fix that, and I'm, I'm working on that. But and it's the same thing with a baseball swing. That's why you always have to look at the ball. I, I get it. you got to stay down. I get it. I just don't do it. No, but you, I, I guarantee you know what you're doing. Well, find me even, that thing. I will. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but I'll wait till we start doing the show, and then I'll look it up. Oh. 
No, but it's the same thing with because William, he's got a great swing, but he keeps moving his butt because he's reacting to it, the pitch. You see what I'm saying? I think I do. So you're probably doing the same thing with the golf swing. What do I got for ad? <laughs> it's coming up on the ride. I think he's going to be a lefty. Who was the woman with Dick Bremer? Uh, Audra Martin. Is she married to a hockey player? No, she's the Bally uh, Sports North. She does. Um, she, well, you've seen her. Hockey broadcast. Yeah, you've seen her on BSN broadcast. Yeah, she's yeah. really nice. I talked to her for a little bit yeah. after the ceremony. She's very, very nice. I like Audra. Audrey? Audra. Joe, you are also going to have EcoFun Motorsports today. Kenny, from you, I need a seafoam and a maple grove lock and safe. I do like how they ask the players to go out first, thinking, what, what do you think we're going to go ask for autographs? Like, what are you worried about? Jennifer had to take her picture with Nick Gordon because she thinks he's cute. Oh, because she likes his hairdo. Well, that's the worst looking hair I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he looks exactly like his dad. Please, I just think he'd go farther in life with a more reasonable hairdo. Well, he is a professional baseball player. Yeah, but just look like a normal human being, like a complete idiot. That's why we have to pass laws, the Hair Restoration Act. Oh, we passed that. Yeah. We got that. See? Thank God. It's because of people like you. Can't accept Nick Gordon for what he wants in life. Kenny, are you following the uh, terrible beating of the black kid in Memphis by the five black cops? No, I, I know about it, but no, I haven't read about it. They're releasing the video of that tonight, a Friday night. Why don't they just invite people to protest? Oh, it, it'll be a, yeah, I'm sure it'll go crazy. And the people who have seen the video say it's the worst they've ever seen. Why? Do we have to show that to people? I guess we do. Huh? Yeah. Where's the hair story? Is that okay. I just saw it online. Oh, oh God. There's an epilogue. Jesus. I, I am not a fan of Carl Hyacin okay. based, based on this book that I'm, that just will not end. My what, God. What are you reading? A bass fishing tournament? No. The one you gave me at the station a couple of weeks ago, Basket Case. Yeah, I don't know. I like them all. Uh, what is his? Oh God! Is it the, is it a different character every time? It's not a series, right? No, because this guy's a, a newspaper man. Well, the, the lead characters are usually different, but he has recurring sub characters. A former governor of Florida called Skink. Is Skink in this book? No. Uh. Here's what you need to know about Hyacinth. He's a native-born Floridian. Yeah, I can tell that. Originally, though, his family was in North Dakota. And they said, they got smart and said, this ain't it. 
So they went to Florida. I, I don't know how many, you know, so, 75, 80 years ago. And Hyacin was born in Florida. And he was good friends with John Camp. They both worked for the Miami Herald. Okay. That was my next question because there's way too much newspaper BS in there. Yeah. And it's like it was written by you because the paper he was working for was bought by a big uh, hedge fund corporation. And they did, well, you know what they did. It, they did it in real life to every newspaper in the country. So just on and on and on about this. And there's a sideboard uh, bar story about the new owner and the old owner and deathbed. And uh, this guy's been reduced to writing obituaries. And, oh, God, it was just so tedious. And now I finish it and turn the page, and there's an epilogue. I don't need an epilogue. Well, the other thing you need to know about Heisen is there's a current of environmentalism in all his books. And he re Amp told me once that Heisen told him that when Heisen was a kid, the Boy Scouts camped on the beach at Fort Lauderdale. So he's, he's old enough, probably not my age, but he's in his 60s at least. And he remembers when Fort Lauderdale was so still so wild that you would camp on, on beaches where there's now you know condos condos and whatever and he he took the in his personal life he took the degradation of florida so seriously that it was really getting to him uh yeah he doesn't do any of that in this um it's um and another thing that completely pointless use of five dollar words seriously mm -hmm. I, I i always feel like an editor when i'm reading these things i'd like to just go through and start slashing words and paragraphs and, well i wonder but, why i gave you that book because i'm not it, recognizing it i wonder it, if i read it i think that listener that brought us in all those gifts who was that guy really nice carl guy. Bear. yeah i think carl might have brought it in oh. so i'll bring it back in so you can read it what's um, the copyright on it you know, I think it's pretty old, actually. Um, two thousand two. I I would swear I I would have written I would have read a book he did in two thousand two. Here it is. It's got a book cover on it, though. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I I've probably read so many I just can't remember it. I don't know how much longer I can do fiction. But I just get so mad at the author. Well, I'm loving Michael Conley's book. You know what? I'm going to go back and read some old Ken Follett books. He wrote about the Catholic Church, those big, giant. Remember that? Yeah, I think there were three or four in the, in the series. Mm -hmm. i got to go back and read something good. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden did you, Stores. Did you read the thing I sent you? Not yet, no. Okay. I'm not going to have them today. All right. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Are you bringing up Wall's budget at all today? Is Matthew working? Yeah, yeah he's right there. What do you need? I know. I I, I just found something. I just was going to wait if you're going to bring what it up. Is at home. It? It's basically how much of a sham the $8 billion in um, tax break really are. Oh, here I got an email um, that Reavers needs to hear. Yeah. Subject, agree. Kenny, thanks for your Top Gun review Monday. Finally, <laughs> finally someone agrees with me. Oh, so that was a clip on YouTube. 
Boy, I think that's the most amount of comments we've ever received in a YouTube video, Kenny. When you're Top Gun tirade. Yo! Oh. oh. Well, now I can't I sit here and do a show on bright lights. I can't see anything. Kenny now. can't see us. I, I can't see I'm you at all. You can see me. I can't see Chris. You guys. You can see me. I, you guys. Huh? What, Chris? Joe, why do you have to be like this? You're so obstinate. Well, I put the lights where you want them. Well, no, it's, I, I don't. I personally don't give a damn where they're at. Here's the problem, though: when we do these things, whether it's the audio, the video, whatever, then I got to deal with all of this crap. Yeah, and you I don't can see all that. Everything is Reaver's fault. You can't see the buttons. No, I. Can't. There, there, right there. Leave it there. They can't see us on the video. That's perfect. Which right? What do you want for ten bucks? Which is the, huh? What do you want for ten bucks? That's gonna be light. <laughs> what do you offer? Want to be, be able to see? Who is he? The one that hired you? That's what I thought. Who's Melvin Carter? I was gonna say for one million dollars, show. Tell me who Chris oh, Melvin I would is. I have no idea. He works in TV. Well, why would I? Know super him? nice guy. Why? Why? Why would? Why would I be an well, object well, of ridicule? Because I don't know him. You what do I have to do with TV? I've never, I've never heard of him, Matthew. Yeah, no, I never heard of the guy. Nobody should. No, you can't do that to us. You guys, you should Matthew. You no. Um, I only know him because of you. Oh, that's the only reason why I know Chris. Because I knew mad. he was mad when I left. Because he regretted his decision. Uh, he was really mad when I left. Uh, that was Royce. That Royce commercial, oh, you retweeted that from the Pioneer Press. I had forgotten all about that. That wink he gives at oh, the end is so sweet. There was a guy that I follow. He posts about twin stuff and whatnot, and he put out the Royce uh, St. Paul Post Dispatch at ninety one, I believe. He was gone in eighty uh, eight. Royce sitting at oh. a typewriter hacking away. And uh, Mike Lynn Mike comes Lynn. on. Um, uh, Griffith. Griffith comes on. And then uh, Louis. Louis. A, and Louis clutching a rolled up newspaper like he wants to choke it. It's really funny. He goes, he's a close personal friend of mine. <laughs> and, then they, and then they zoom in on Ricey and he gives that wink as he's hacking away. It's a really good spot. You got fish mouth? I don't remember when we did television commercials. You got to show it to him, Chris. Oh, I was actually going to play it before Royce joins us today. Like as, oh. as as we're coming back from Fredalone's hard work in the garden store. Kenny, did I give you your ads? Yes. Okay. Joe, are you ready? Yeah, I am, Maverick. Am I too loud, uh, Goose? A little bit. I'm going to pull you down. Take it, Hollywood. Okay, <clears throat> Joe. What would uh, Reaver's name be if he was a Top Gun pilot? We discussed this on the I, weekly I say, scramble. Uh, Town uh, ball. S show. S show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did ours. Mike, I forget what Mike's was. Mike's was hardware. Like, and what is it? It's a website you go to. I think it, it was your you you put in your general interest, and Mike just said, "No, your your call sign should be Town Ball." What would Joe's be? Dip. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I feel wounded. How about the pelican? Fruitcake. Yeah, you'd be the pelican. The pelican, yes. I'm the pelican. Yes, the pelican. <laughs> a big, slow-flying 
Hold on, I've got that. rookies. Rookies right here is lemon party. <laughs> Scoops. Scoops up about a hundred fish in one gulp. <laughs> that lonely hardware. Ready? That's a heck of an underbite you got there. Uh, <laughs> <Pelican>. oh, <again. laughs> Rolling. Brad Loney's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1008, January 27th, 2023. 47 degrees we hit on this day. That was in 1934. And then you go all the way up to 1950, and she was 23 below. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Man in Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your man, Joe Sushir. I got a note from Kelly who says, of course Joe is chill. Yesterday I was kind of chill. I was being accused of chilling. Of course Joe is chill. He lives in Wyoming. Oh, okay. I just flew in to do this show. See, was tired. I did. I got more emails from people leaving the state, and they I just kept the sincere ones than I do from people who intend to do something about the current mess we're in. In other words, it might have reached the point for many people where they just say, "That's I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of oh, here." Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't handle it. For example, uh, Dave Farron writes, hail the flashlight, King. Hail, hail you. you. I've been a long-time listener, starting with the radio show, and now tuning into the broadcast daily. I have been especially dialed into the conversation about leaving the state of Minnesota. I am hitting the road. I'm about 14 months from retirement. For the past year, my wife and I have discussed we, where we are going to retire knowing it was not going to be Minnesota. The reasons are simple. One, you can start with the long, cold winters. Personally, I can handle this. The bride, not so much. Two, the state is taxing people to death. We have a $16 billion surplus. Now it's more like $18 billion. And our government gets to pick what the money goes towards instead of giving it back. Do you think if the IRS had overpaid a taxpayer, they would uh, allow the taxpayer to keep it? Oh, yeah. Number three, the government is growing way too big for every person on the government dole is one less person paying into the government to pay for everything. No, if you work for the government, you still pay taxes. You get a salary, right? Mm -hmm. That means fewer people paying for a larger government. Four, I refuse to live in a state that is passing laws allowing the kill of allowing the killing of humans in the womb. They're every bit as human as you or I. I could go on, but I think the drift. But what it's worth, I'm moving to Florida. The house we purchased is in the same neighborhood as another son. And it has a large pole barn on the property, a perfect place nice. for my classic cars. It is easy. Is it easy for us to hit the road? No. We moved here in 1981. That's 42 years ago for those who have learned math. <laughs> we have family in Minnesota, a son, his wife, and grandkid. We are close to our church. We have many close friends, not to mention it's costly to buy, sell, and move. This is not a cheap ordeal, but to me, the short-term cost of moving far outweighs the long-term cost of living here. Plus, how do I live in a state that is so drastically opposed to my beliefs? The good news, no matter where I go, I will continue to listen to Garage Logic. Thank you for letting me spew my thoughts. I will forever keep pushing back, David. Huh. Yeah. Well, see, 
he sits down with the missus and they have a heart to heart and they figure it out and they can go. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I told you this already, but I informed the young lady I'm married to who does not pay attention to politics that much. And said, are you aware of the, uh, the uh, increase for uh, license tabs that the governor hopes to accomplish and her mouth dropped. She said, well, why, why, why would they do this? I said, honey, you got to start paying attention. Well, she really, uh, you know, you can eat, you can choose your wife's way of life, which is very peaceful because she doesn't concern herself with this. Right. But then those are the people who are going to wake up one day and not know what hit them. Correct. But those are the, also the people who don't pay attention to politics in the news that we need in our corner, because when regular Minnesotans find this out, there's going to be outrage. I just said that. But they're going to wake up and not know what the hell happened to them. Yeah. Right. You just used different words. I, I did. Yeah. I did. You know what's going to happen, Joe? Happen? They're going to go like this. Yeah. I'm broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, I just want to get something out of the way early. It's not, it's not that important. Well, it is important. Last well, week ago, Tuesday, we had our gala, 1,000th at the uh, Hopkins, at that beautiful venue in Hopkins. Performing Hopkins, Center, Hopkins Center for the Arts. Center for the Arts. And I don't know, three quarters of the way through the show, I showed Kenny a clipping I had brought. And, and I think and he said, let's not do that. I agreed, let's not do it. It was the story. Uh, I couldn't find it today, but I did find a similar one. It was a story in the Metro section, buried about a kid who either died or was seriously injured. He either died because he was shot or he was seriously injured. But the point of the story was he was in a stolen Kia. And it seems to me there's been so much press given to Kias that they're either easy to steal or, or what have you, that I, the prediction I was going to make last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday, was I predict we'll be suing Kia. We won't, you know, the, the kids' behavior we don't worry about, but we're going to go after Kia because apparently they're making a car that for some reason is too enticing. Well, easy to steal. For sure enough, today I got wind of, uh, well, I got a note from Dan Schultz who writes, I've been sitting here scratching my head trying to come up with a humorous or insightful introduction to this story, but I'm at a loss. It seems like something to be interested in because I'm sure it's only a matter of time before other cities jump on the bandwagon. The city of Seattle is uh, not actually dying and obviously has everything else under control. And the city attorney, Ann Davidson, has time to file a lawsuit against Kia and Hyundai causing exponential increase in car thefts. And wow. I, pr- I was going to predict that the night we were in Hopkins, but it just didn't fit the, it didn't fit the yeah. vibe of the environment, so I let it go. Because I was going to say the same thing. We're going to just sue the automobile manufacturers. In the last two years, thefts of Kia and Hyundai cars increased by 363% and 503% in Seattle, according to the lawsuit she filed. Uh, the Seattle Police Department reported a 620% increase in reports of stolen Hyundais and Kias in July 22, 2022 over the previous July. Kia and Hyundai, according to this uh, Seattle attorney, uh, chose to cut corners and cut costs at the expense of their customers and the public. 
Davison said in a statement. As a result, our police force has had to tackle a huge rise in vehicle theft and related problems with already stretched resources. Now Seattle taxpayers must shoulder the burden of the increase in theft. This is this is it's beyond an outrage because it's just it's the mindset of the Mysterians. Right. You can't even make it up fast enough. I can't make it up fast enough. Make it up. Uh, this is from Dan in Buckley, Georgia. Uh, and he said, as I think about this, I'm actually, I'm sorry, did I say Buckley, Georgia? I think so. Yeah. Dan in Buckley, Washington. As I think about this, I'm actually more surprised that they're even complaining about this issue. It would be more like the city of Seattle to solve this problem by proposing to just give everyone a Kia or a Hyundai so they don't have to steal one. Mm. Well, that isn't. That's next. That's not off the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vehicles for all. He handed out license, uh, driver's license to everybody. So I went to look this up, this piece that I had cut out of the Tribune a week ago, and I went to their search bar and I could not find it. But I, I've, I've got it here. Oh, you do have it here. What happened to that young man? Uh, yes. Minneapolis officers responded around 630 to reports of a crash, 40th and DuPont. Soon after reports of someone shot in the same area, officers found a red Kia and a teenager in the driver's seat suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, life-saving measures were enacted, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Do we know if the car was stolen? Uh, I think it was. It had, it? Yeah, it had, yeah. yeah. In the headline, teenage yeah. boy yeah. fatally shot while driving a stolen car. And I saw that last week, and I said, we're going to be suing Hyundai. And sure enough, here comes Seattle. They're doing it. Hold my beer. Yep. Here's a story from uh, December 22nd, just this past December 22nd. A 14, this is from the Star Tribune. A 14-year-old boy was, is in the hospital with life-threatening injuries after crashing an allegedly stolen Kia into a tree Sunday night in North Minneapolis. Police uh, responded with fire and EMS personnel around 10.40 p.m. Sunday after a report of a single vehicle crash near North 39th and Upton. The officers found a 14-year-old boy with severe injury. My God, Kenny, I wonder if it's the same kid. Uh, let me go back. I wonder if it's the same kid. The boy was the only occupant in the Kia Optima had been reported stolen, police said. Well, my story's from the 13th of January. No, I understand that. This is from December. I'm wondering oh, if it was oh, the same kid. Was the same kid. I oh, wonder. Oh. The boy was the only occupant in the Kia Optima had been reported stolen, police said. Uh, the boy was taken to the North Memorial Hospital where he ret- where he remained one day. This is a tragedy. A life hangs in balance, Minneapolis Chief O'Hara said. Speed was a contributing factor. Minneapolis PD used the news release to highlight significant increases in Kia and overall car thefts in the city because our progressive ideology has led to such a great quality of life. Yeah. For what you pay, what a great quality of life. Yeah. You uh, and they just the problem. Uh, the police want to say there are problems with how easy it is to steal Kia cars. Kia and Hyundai thefts in Minneapolis number two thousand one hundred and sixty-six so far in twenty twenty-two. I'm reading from this December piece, compared with two hundred and eighteen at the same point in twenty twenty-one. 
Well, what happened? Kia didn't change their ignitions between 2022 and 2021, did they? Yeah, they did. They did. Both Kia and Hyundai, as of uh, late 2021, now have immobilizers on them. Due to social media, these thieves found a way to get into these cars and (laughs) joyride them. Matthew, it was a TikTok challenge. It was right there on the internet how to do it. I I wonder if TikTok is going to be sued. You know, in China, yeah, yeah. Good luck. And here's another example of why. It would literally be extremely difficult, if not impossible, to discover if the 14-year-old boy gravely injured in December in a stolen Kia, did he recover, for example? I, I hope he did. Did he recover, and was he the same kid who last week was shot multiple times in a stolen Kia? The reason we don't know that is because because of our such great quality of life in the, in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities, it's unlikely at all that the 14-year-old boy with severe injuries suffered any consequences whatsoever for the auto theft aside from his injuries. Now, that what I mean is maybe he went home in two weeks and he was fine. But there was he, no criminal. And he rallied. Mm-hmm. He's back on the street. The same age kid, right? 14? Well, I found a later story dated the uh, 19th, uh, identifying him as a 15-year-old. Yeah, I heard of and, and they name him, but they do not talk about any previous um, incidents with him. Well, it all leads to the prediction I was going to make last week, and it's already come <laughs> true. The way, the way the progressive mob will handle this is not attempt to demand that we hold children accountable or young adults accountable for their behavior, the way we will account for this is to sue the manufacturer of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's no longer being facetious. It's happening in Seattle. Yeah. So I got that up, which is nice. <clears throat> you know why Porsches have their key on the left side of the dashboard? No idea. Didn't know that. To my understanding, and I'm easily willing to be proven wrong, they're the only manufacturer that has the key on the left side. Think about it. When you get in your car, your ignition, whether it's a key or a button, Mm -hmm. is on the right side. I know why. Okay. Because aren't aren't they initially on the other side, on the driver's, on the passenger side? The steering wheel? No. Okay. Thought maybe that was it because then it would be on the inside. Well, you're saying it's next to the window. It's because the majority of people are right-handed. That's why. I feel the reason reason Porsche ignitions are on the left side was to save money back in the day because it required less wire. To go from the ignition to the starter, those crowds are so. You think the Germans are that efficient? That that and for racing, it was easier for a driver to jump on the in the seat and was right there, rather than go around the steering wheel and look for it. Um, Boy, am I sorry I brought that up? Yes, because you're all morons looking at me like. I think we're all. Sorry, you brought it up. But but it's still requiring the same amount of physical exertion. 
to start yeah. the vehicle. Yeah. Then I'll stick with the saving money story. Jürgen, there will be much less wire. No more How, Is this anecdotal? How do you? No, I was you told to me during my ill-fated ownership of a Porsche. It was explained to me by. What happened with that ride? He didn't uh, turn out real well, and I feel guilty to this day. And I don't want you to bring. Well, I brought it up, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Speaking of cars, baby, what do you got? You think of how many Porsches I've ever even sat in. Here we go. Here we go. You were right. You were right. I take it back, and I apologize. Up until 1970, the 24 hours of Le Mans, or like we see in Minnesota, the man's man's. (laughs) endurance race employed a running start when competitors would sprint across the track, jump into their cars, and roar away. The ignition switch on the left allowed a Porsche driver to start the car while shifting into gear and steering off. Now, you didn't say that, but that makes sense. Yep. Right hand is busy shifting, yep. left hand is starting. Yep. yep. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. So speaking of the automobile and the future thereof, yeah. uh, the play story in today's Star Tribune is that Biden has officially banned that mine near the BWCA. He banned it for 20 years. That's the maximum a president could ban it without congressional action. So uh, pending, I would imagine, future appeals or whatever, we won't be mining uh, at the Twin Metals Mine for the kinds of precious metals that are needed for EV batteries. Now, when Trump wins the next election, he can undo that on his first day in office, right? Yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's usually what happens when any new president takes over. The first couple of days, they, they spend uh, reversing the previous administration's stupid little rules. But it is a windmilling problem that will follow the political class through their lives. You want yeah. us in you want us in government cars. Yeah. And and yet you are going to go out of your way to appease environmentalism by preventing the mining of the materials needed to make the batteries for your government cars. They're going to continue to be windmill. I am not uh, this is a tough one. This is a very tough decision. Uh, I certainly endorse the uh, pristine BWCA, Yeah. Uh, but then again, you, you are the same people, generally speaking, who think, uh, think electric vehicles will somehow save the earth and I guess you're just going to have to convince yourself that it's okay some 10-year-old kid in Africa does all the work for you rather than provide jobs to the people in the foundry. Right. That's, that's where, kind of where I'm at with the jobs and the miners and needing the work and, yeah. and all of that. I, I certainly understand the wish and the intense work that has gone into preserving uh, in a perfect world, this question would not come up. We don't uh, drill for oil in the Boundary Waters. So fossil fuel use would would never have infringed on the Boundary Waters. But right. to, to make your government cars, it will. As we discovered earlier in the week, though, um, mining for the material you need to make these batteries isn't that invasive, is it? It involves water. Yeah, that's for lithium mining. Oh. 
This at, is at, what? This is hard rock mining for uh, okay. minerals under the Superior right. National Forest, copper, nickel. All right, completely different. Gotcha. And what's the concern of the environmentalists with great justification is the waste products of mining sure. and uh, that detriment that could be brought to the lake. Even though, even though the pressure would be on twin metals uh, to take every precaution possible, it's the second big move in federal land protection this week. On Wednesday, the Biden administration said it would not allow road or logging on some nine million acres of temperate rainforest in Alaska. Hmm. In Alaska's nearly seventeen million acres. Congress National Forest. Now we go on to learn there are no active mineral leases on the Minnesota land that was withdrawn from mining, but the long-planned Twin Metals mine was slated for the area near Ely. I don't know where it goes from here. I wonder how the folks in Alaska feel about Biden stepping in and telling them how to conduct business in their state. Well, that still leaves 8 million acres, apparently, where, if I'm reading it correctly, would allow you to mine. I'm sorry, to uh, to harvest trees. As for North uh, Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, the irony is killing me here with the fact that um, these, and I don't want to start fight or criticize anybody here, but the miners and mining, is, you know, that's a union job. Unions are you know, a product of the Democratic Party, and uh, now the Democratic president it's uh you know killed their life mm-hmm. but that's theirs to deal with i think i have audio back here why the vehicle was or the ignition was placed in the left hand side. Good pay attention to what the nice hand was doing not the naughty hand oh yeah the naughty hand's on the knob that must be the nice hand is on the key yep <laughs> the old shift knob yeah <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. But it's tough for a... Uh, Irish pimp. It is. It's tough for a native Minnesotan to uh, pretend that uh, you're okay with the possibility of sullying well, beautiful area. Well, we're just assuming Twin Metals is doing mining like they were in you know, the turn of the century. Right. They're not. No. Things have changed, and the reclamation process is pretty neat. And they usually do a pretty good job of returning the land to, as it once, as it formerly once was. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something like that. This is the final month of the scooter and electric bike sale at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. And uh, given what we're hearing about gasoline, transportation issues. Uh, I personally run all my errands in the summer on my scooter. They turn every urban errand into a adventure. You can do the same thing on your electric bikes. And they are fantastically famous for their electric bike service at EcoFun. Also, great collection of youth recreational equipment. Those little 4x4s the kids can drive and Mm -hmm. you can get the automatic so you step in a lawn chair and don't let the kid into a hold. And uh, plows with uh, the four by fours and uh, golf carts, uh, great service and apparel. 
Uh, Tim uh, does a wonderful job with EcoFund Motorsports. Look at the website, ecofundmotorsports.com, and then get there for the final month of the sale, price of the year, and they'll keep your purchase until spring. It's EcoFund Motorsports on Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35E, and in Burnsville on County Road, near County Road 42, on the service road of life. What is uh, EcoFund? Twice a week? Yes. Forever or until? I think this month they are... Forever until that should forever, be the name of an album. Forever, I forget. Until. Usually, yeah. Jan and Trev they they dial it back, but then in March they pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Boy, I really, really wish I hadn't forgotten my glasses. This I really, really need a toothpick. Yeah, I just happen to know where one is in the wastebasket. Oh. In one. your butt. <laughs> Where's a new one? Of what? Have you got a box of toothpicks? Wait a minute, why are have you seen this Ken? The Bureau of Alcohol Okay. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco Pirates, Explosive St. Paul has confirmed an alert was sent out Friday today to federal firearms licensees, licensed gun shops and dealers warning of potential unrest in the Twin Cities and to take precautions. What are we mad about? Well, let's talk about it. It's gotta have to do with Memphis. Well, it's from Crime Watch, but it's but it's an official. Did you see that eye roll? I just I'm telling you, every city in the country will be on high alert tonight. You know, I I know, and and I know that they take some liberties with stuff, but usually their stuff is accurate. I really wish the guys at Alpha would use more caution with those. They're so deep in bed right now. You're right, but th- but Kenny, the release they sent out is from. Public Information Officer at St. Paul okay. Field Division. Okay, cool. Ashley. Uh, is my theory right that it's based on the release so of the video? I, know, I, I think this is worth bringing is up. Tweeting a uh, press release. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I worry about Alpha being so heavily involved with her. It's like playing with a bag of snakes. Do you want me to when we come back, or do you want to wait? No, I want you. Yeah, you can set it up, and then I'll say. Oh, I bet that's the okay. following. Let's go. Does Kenny got something? He sure does. Here well. we go. Give me one second. Sorry. Some people go by the bubbles. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, here we go. I'm ready, and I'm rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. I love Steve from Worthington. Uh, wrote me a 
nice note about Seafoam. And Joe, I want to tell I want you to tell me why I love him so much. Steve from Worthington reminds me of Derek from Vice Grip Garage or my grandpa or a million other GLers out there. Hey Kenny, I've got a Seafoam story for you. Not amazing. Um, but I think it's interesting. I bought a used snowblower in the mid-90s, kept fixing on it to keep it going because I was poor, and now it's become a bit of a challenge to see if I can keep it going until I move into a facility that will take care of my snow for me. For years, it started in the first pole, then it took two for some, then three. Lately, it's been four. So I was fixing another item in my shop the other day, and I, I gave the old thing a couple of gulps. Um, and then just now I had to go blow up my driveway again, and it started on the first pole, Viola. Viola. Not an earth shattering. You wouldn't believe how many people send, send me right. Viola. Not an earth shattering story, but proof seafoam works, and it's probably a good idea to help keep all my cylinders happy. Thanks and good luck. Why do I love Steve so much? What did he say in that email that I respect so much? I was going to say you love him because he did his, your ad for for you. Joe? Because he reminds you of your grandfather. Why? Because he's not throwing anything away. He keeps yes. stuff around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No matter what, he's going to keep that thing around until it throws throws the piston right, right out of the, the right top. Right through the house. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that about GLers. What do you always say? We're last droppers. Last droppers. That goes for our cylinders, too. And uh, Seafoam helps us get there. It, it preserves those old cylinders, keeps them running fast and happy. You can find it everywhere, a world-class operation and a great product in the world of bad gas, Seafoam. Yes, Chris? Uh, I just saw a press release that I was made aware of uh, because of the Twitter account Crime Watch Minneapolis. This is an official press release from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, St. Paul. A, 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 the National Bureau? Well, St. Paul, all right, the Division of St. Paul. Um, sorry, the data today, Friday, January 27th at 8.50 a.m. Possible civil unrest in our area may result in looting of businesses. The ATF reminds you to remain vigilant and to take appropriate steps to secure both your firearms inventory and your required records. Hmm. Please report all suspicious persons or activity to your local police department. Additionally, to notify ATF if you find any of your firearms missing, lost, or stolen, or if you are a victim of an attempted burglary of your business, this was sent to all licensed gun shops and dealers warning of potential unrest in the Twin Cities and to take the appropriate precautions. And do we uh, do they give a time for this potential unrest? No, but it was sent this morning, so my oh, I would guess. Here's my suspicion. The city of Memphis is going to release a police video this evening, depicting uh, the five officers viciously, viciously beating a guy named Tyree Nichols, yeah. a black man whose death prompted murder charges against the five cops and outrage at the country's latest instance of police brutality. All five, this, this is germane to the story, I, I believe. All five cops are black guys. The guy they killed is a black guy. Yeah. And the people who've seen the video uh, find it revolting beyond their understanding. They've never seen anything like it. The five officers have been charged with murder and other crimes uh, in the killing of Tyree Nichols, a motorist who died three days after a confrontation with the officers during a traffic stop January 7th. 
uh, all five officers, according to the uh, district attorney, Steve Mulroy, uh, each played different roles in the killing, but they're all responsible. The officers, who are all black, each faced charges of second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, and official misconduct and official oppression. Uh, Nichols' family members and their lawyers. I think the always available Crump was down there. Uh, and why wouldn't he be in a case like this? Nichols' family members and their lawyers said the footage shows officers savagely beating the 29-year-old FedEx worker for three minutes in an assault that the legal team likened to the infamous 1991 police beating of Rodney King, the Los Angeles motorist. I remember that yep. distinctly. Mm-hmm. Memphis Police Chief Sarah Davis, uh, a black female, I don't know if that's germane or not, described the officer's actions as heinous, reckless, and inhumane, uh, and said Friday that her department has been unable to substantiate the reckless driving allegation that prompted the stop. As far as I know today, I do believe that stop itself was very questionable, she said. Didn't he run? Video of the traffic stop will be released to the public tonight. It it doesn't say that in the story I've seen, Matthew. I heard that he ran that far. Okay, well, I'll I'll look for it. Video of the traffic stop will be released to the public sometime Friday evening, Mulroy said, District Attorney noting that local and state investigators wanted to complete as many interviews as possible before releasing it. Uh, Nichols' family members viewed the footage Monday. Davis told, uh, Sarah Lynn Davis, the police chief, told Good Morning America that she and other local officials decided it would be best to release the video later in the day Friday after schools have let out and people are home given that protests are expected oh. to erupt. Okay, then I understand it. Don't you? You're right. I found it. Okay. As a precaution, Memphis area schools cancer, canceled all after-class activities and postponed a school event scheduled for Saturday morning. Other early closures include the Memphis Power Company's community offices and the University of Memphis. Nichols' mom, Rovon Wells, said her family is grief-stricken but warned supporters of the horrific nature of the video and pleaded for peaceful protests. I don't want us burning our city and tearing up the streets because that's not what my son stood for. She said, uh, she said that yesterday, if you guys are here for me and Tyree, then you will protest peacefully. And the, uh, pro- the uh, district attorney is pleading for calm and expect our citizens to exercise their First Amendment right to protest and to demand actions and results, but we need to ensure our community is safe. She said, I'm sorry, that's the police chief, Davis, Sarah Lynn Davis. None of this is a calling card for inciting violence or destruction on our community or against others. Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, told the AP that he and Rovon Wells discussed the second-degree murder charges and are fine with it. They had initially sought first-degree murder charges. There's other charges, so I'm all right with that, he said. Uh, let me see. If I, uh, actually, including, including a charge of kidnapping, I saw. Mm-hmm. Which I, now, I, Also, Kenny, just to be up front, uh, he did not deserve to be beat like that. And I wasn't right. implying 
that it's his fault that he no, ran. No, you brought up something, and I'm glad you did. Um, like Joe said, and the story says over and over, police have found uh, no proof of reckless driving. At least it wasn't caught on camera. Uh, but Joe, if you don't mind, I'd like to read what I found here. Nichols had been pulled over in the Memphis Hickory Hill neighborhood for alleged reckless driving after an initial altercation when pepper spray was deployed, Nichols ran. Uh, there was another altercation at a nearby location where serious injuries were experienced. We don't know what that means. Right? That means that's where he got the ass kicked out of him. And but the pepper taken. spray. Right, right. We don't, um, that's all this NBC News story says about what you brought up, man, of mm-hmm. him running. Gosh, I, you know, I... I just have to say no the, matter- the officers are being investigated for violating department policy. In addition, the chief said a complete and independent review will be conducted of the department's specialized units without providing further details. Two fire department workers were also removed from duty over the arrest. Uh, really? Crump said, Crump is the attorney representing the family, said the video showed that Nichols was shot pepper sprayed, and restrained when he was pulled over near his home. He was returning home from a suburban park where he had taken photos of the sunset. Okay. All right. Police have said Nichols was stopped for reckless driving and at some point fled from the scene. Relatives have accused the police of causing Nichols to have a heart attack and kidney failure. Authorities have only said Nichols experienced a medical emergency. One of the officers was accused of previously using excessive force. He was named as a defendant in a 2016 federal civil rights lawsuit while employed by the Shelby County Division of Corrections. The claims were ultimately dismissed after a judge ruled that the plaintiff had failed to file, failed to file a grievance in time. The officers are, uh, I can name them if that that helpful to you and other teams? There's five of them. And uh, sounds like a dreadful situation. Yeah. But tonight, uh, if if way up here in St. Paul, we're getting some warnings, uh, then I would imagine uh, the likes of Memphis and the rest of Tennessee are on high alert. Yeah, I understand. In the entire country, all the major cities around uh, the country are on yeah. high alert. Yeah. There's- far away as the San Francisco and the West Coast. You had asked earlier, you know, you were wondering about the timing. After that explanation, I completely get why they're releasing it when they are, don't you? Uh, I don't think, because I think what you were trying to imply, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were trying to imply like a, like a Friday afternoon news dump. Is that what you were thinking, Joe? I, I guess I don't know what I'm thinking. Because the way I, the way I read it, oh, the way that I read it is, I think it makes perfect, not me. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense why they're releasing it when they are. So that way, everyone's home, you know. Because oftentimes, what happens is we've seen it here, where we're trying to get you know, on ninety four, and we've got you know the entire freeway backed up because of protesters. The officers are Darius Dean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills, Emmett Martin, and Justin Smith. Okay. Doesn't help us no much, but apparently it's the nature of the the beating that's going to be found to be so disturbing. 
Well, yeah, it sounds like they really overdid it, of course. Why would the brothers beat up a brother? I'm not saying they should beat up a white guy. I'm just saying that strikes me as odd. Well, well it's, it's not a race thing. I guess it is. It's, it's no point in bringing race in. Right. But I am really glad that mom spoke up. I mean, I don't think it's really going to help, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm glad she spoke up and said, please protest in his name, but remain civil. Be peaceful about it, because this is what my son would have wanted. I'm so glad she said that. Well, it sounds to me like the public is way ahead of the. Uh... No, I'm sorry. It sounds to me like the city is way ahead of the protesters. The city is certainly right. not blocking but, and bringing these five to justice. But it often, oftentimes, though, we all know this. It, none of that's going to matter. People are going to use this as an opportunity. They they almost don't give a damn about the individuals affected. They just want to cause damage. We saw it in what Atlanta a week ago. Well, let's uh, let's hope for the best. Maybe we're blessed with a terribly cold evening here. It's yeah. taken a while. Uh, this happened on January seventh, right? But what took a while uh, apparently was the was the revelation of the uh, the body cam videos are so dreadful. Apparently that. People are going to be warned not to watch it and what have you. Uh, so there you have it. Warning out to uh, lock up your guns, you know, to the people who have them. Say, uh, we were made privy by a longtime emailer, Barry Shockley. Uh, this is, uh, look at me. This is uh, Tom Wall. Keith Allison. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I was looking at to go get. Okay, it's, it's years ago, but I think it's important to play it. Yes. Uh, I was saying yesterday, I was quoting an old tax professor who told a friend of mine in, in their class, they can't take it all. And I said, well, it feels like they're trying to. Just wait. <laughs> and this is from when Keith Ellison was in the uh, the U.S. House. And he apparently was speaking to a group called Democrat, the Progressive Democrats of America. And uh, I have no reason to believe that Keith, Keith's thinking has changed from the day he was captured on tape saying this to a room full of like-minded Mysterians. Uh, what he was telling them uh, is America isn't broke and there's plenty of money. It's just that the government doesn't have it yet. So here you go. Uh, you know, people like Bill Soros, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Paul Krugman, Joe Stiglitz, Jeffrey Sachs, Dean Baker, Robert Poland, Mary Cyrus have all said they support transaction tax. And uh, so the bottom line is we're not broke. There's plenty of money. It's just the government doesn't have it. The government has a right. The government and the people of the United States have a right to run the programs of the United States. Health, welfare, housing, all these things. And the people who benefit from being here have a duty and obligation to help support. Look up, uh, Rook transactional tax transactional tax 
This is something apparently that El, uh, Ellison was talking about uh, that he's in favor of or was at the time and is virtually saying, look, the government should have the money to bring about the programs we all benefit from. I don't know where he thinks the money's supposed to come from if you're going to take it from people. All right, transactional tax. This is from the Latham and Watkins uh, Law Group. I got to get over a review here. Transactional tax lawyers, okay, uh, they're not telling us what it is. Let me go back. Reavers, type in what is a tra transitional tax? That was transactional. I'm sorry. What is a transactional tax? Although transaction taxes can be taxes imposed on any transaction, the term generally refers to the taxes imposed on the trading of currency, stocks, and other financial instruments by economists. One of the most influential transaction tax is the Tobin tax. Um, that didn't help me. No. <laughs> according to the Financial Transaction Tax Wikipedia page, a financial transaction tax, otherwise known as FTT, is a levy on a specific type of financial transaction for a particular purpose. The tax is both, oh, here we go. Sorry, I got to read past the cut line. The tax has been most commonly associated with the financial sector for transactions involving intangible property rather than real property. It is not usually considered to include consumption taxes paid by consumers. Another type of transaction tax, securities transaction taxes, been uh, proposed and implemented in many equity markets. So it sounds like STT are taxes imposed on I the can, trading of stocks, bonds, yeah, futures, and yeah, contracts. I can dumb it down. Yeah, what you, Matt just said, a tax levied on investors when making transactions on the financial market. So to, to even dumb it down further, it sounds like Mysterians who would go after Warren Buffett and say, we want a piece of the profit you just made when you bought that railroad. Right. Mm, it doesn't say anything about profit. It just says a tax on the transaction. In fact, I won't even use railroad because that's that's not... Would it would that, would that transaction tax apply to somebody like, I don't know, uh, Paul Pelosi, when he dumped 3,000 shares of Google stock a month before a DOJ antitrust lawsuit was filed? Isn't that something? Would, would, that, would that be the same thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's kind of eye-opening on the part of Keith. Okay, these, wait, these well, taxes. Keith, Keith is the one that dumbed it down. He okay. said, there's money out there. Yeah. We just yeah. don't have it. No, what he Keith said is, we're going to need. All that, need all that money. These taxes are designed to raise revenue, of course, but are also often intended to modify the behavior of financial institutions and markets, typically to minimize excessive risk-taking and speculation, both behaviors that are widely seen as detrimental to the healthy function, functioning of markets. Well, another way to say that would be the government doesn't want you engaging in risk if the government senses it might lose its taste, it might lose its piece of it. Right on. I have a question for you, Joe. You're my uh, tax expert. I sure. go to you on all my uh, tax uh, advice and questions. How do states like, say, South Dakota, Florida, or any other state that doesn't charge income tax, how do they do that, and why can't we do that here? Well, wasn't that part of Jensen's campaign? How do we do that, yeah. and why can't we do that here? Well, I'd start with the fact that 
the population of South Dakota is minimal compared to virtually every other state. Well, what about Florida? Florida? Uh, they're getting it back then in sales taxes. Tennessee? Getting in sales taxes. They have their own version of consumption taxes. Yeah, but the cost of living in Florida can't. I just, I'd, I'd really like my whole paycheck. That's all I'm asking. Well, you're never going to see your whole paycheck. Not in this state. And, and in fact, your paycheck will be less if Walls wins his payroll tax request, which would fund expanded child care. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from an account I follow. This is one that we have used oftentimes on this show when it dealt with COVID and COVID numbers. Mm -hmm. This is a straight arrow. This is not a biased account. It's called COVID Clarity. New analysis of Governor Tim Walls' one Minnesota budget shows that about $7 billion of the $8 billion in proposed tax breaks, and I'm using air quotes for you listeners, GLers, would go to those who already don't pay the taxes. Yeah, that's right. You see, if you earn under 60, if your household, I should say, is in the third quintile or below, meaning you owe, you earn less than $61,000, that's where the $7 billion in tax credits are going. Yeah, we covered that yesterday. The Not, people that don't pay are getting the money back. The people that do get jacked. Meanwhile, the 90, 95% of all the taxes paid are in that upper half, which is getting mm -hmm. 1 billion of the tax breaks, mm -hmm. which is a complete joke. They can't take it all. They're really trying, aren't they? It's amazing. And again, these are tough, tough decisions for people to make about leaving here, you know. Uh, but what people, seriously, Joe, I said this, I'm, I'm going to repeat it. But what we need to start worrying about is, yeah, it's one thing for people to say, I'm done with this, because that's a personal choice. When businesses and, and places of employment start making that decision, that's when we're going to see the dominoes start to fall. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this administration can't understand that. I really love that point that the uh, GLR brought up in the email to you, Such. If the Minnesota Department of Revenue accidentally overpaid you by, I don't know, $10 yeah. on your refund, not only would you get a letter requesting that money back ASAP, but that letter would be full of threats of garnishing wages, taking a lien on your house, and all sorts of other uh, and did you see where the re the oil companies are again reporting record profits and that's turned the activists loose? I suppose the Katie's of the world are outraged that an oil company is making money, but the Katie's of the world are not outraged that the government of Minnesota has taken $18 billion of your money. Well, it's extra, extra. Mm -hmm. According to Katie, we get what we pay for, Joe. Katie, I wish you'd could join us. Clean Katie, when you're walking down the street and get hit over the head and have your purse stolen, you're not getting what you pay for. Clean water right out of the tap, Joe. Storm water appropriately dealt with. Libraries, St. Paul Parks, water aerobics, pickleball courts, yes, oh, and the trails, the streets, oh. the bridges, uh, maintaining, constructing, plowing them, keeping them safe, bike lanes, sidewalks, public schools, for goodness sakes. Public safety, including inspectors, flood prevention, cops, and firefighters, trees. Our urban canopy makes our city so much more beautiful and pleasant. Mm -hmm. 
May we take a break and I'll come back at you and talk about snow plowing? You know how else you can get clean water? Oh. Hofferman. From my friends at Hofferman Water. Oh. And Connecticut, by the way, which is the best water treatment dealer around. Yes, Hofferman Water has been servicing the great state of Minnesota for over 50 years and they're the best in the business. They'll take care of you. They've been taking care of me for about, mm, let's see, one, two. Six years now, I've been a customer of Hofferman and Connecticut. Sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems. That includes water softeners. Because you know that crap can you got in the basement? Get that replaced so you get some clean water for you and your family. Also, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems and drinking water systems. That new system from Connecticut can do so many things other water softeners just simply cannot do. It will cut down on that salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. Bad water is awful, and it will affect almost every aspect of your largest investment, which is, of course, your home. I'm not kidding. Your showers are better. You get that new system installed. So is your laundry, and not to mention your drinking water. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or just visit their website, HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years, as I mentioned. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Oh, what a joke. I mean, we're going to be broke because of this goddamn governor. Kenny, we're going to call Pat here. So do uh, Maple Grove at the uh, at the end. Okay. Damn, he was funny last night. Was he? Oh, my God. <clears throat> yes, sir. I was in touch with St. Peter this morning because we got to get the town ball thing lined up. Yeah. I said, I'm glad he limited the cheap shots to you guys. I, I, I told him to hold back or something like that. He said, we knew Patrick wouldn't disappoint. <laughs> um, Mrs. Uh, Carlos Correa was in attendance. Oh. She was uh, Miss, the- Te- Miss Texas in 2015. Really? People... The people that hate Patrick, what do they want from a columnist? They want them to, what they want him to be Paul Allen. That's the way they want their sport, right? Wouldn't you say that, Joe? What? The people that hate Royce want him to be a Paul Allen, an assist. They want him to be an ass. I don't think people hate him. Oh, you haven't seen oh. his Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hate him. Yeah, they, they do. They hate him. Man. Yeah, but I he, just, he covets that. He, he, uh, I know he does. My question is, what do they want from Patrick? Why do they hate him so much? And I think Reavers answered the question. Because he's a needler. They want him to be a butt kisser. They want him to be Sid. Your line was good about his, him as a columnist. I like that. That was pretty good. What was the line? 
Uh, oh, by the way, are we having him on? Right now? I just no. said uh, the highest compliment I can pay a columnist is to say to say that he's a must read. Yeah, that was cool. Did you intro him? And I, yeah. Hell, I well, you know how I feel about stick Yo. and wall, and I read them. Yeah, that's my point. I, I've got to read them. Okay. Don't tell him that though. No. My idea was Did you, uh, Thanksgiving turkey of the year. I've waited for that column every single year. That's only one. I know. But I'm just saying, that's the one that I was always anticipated. He's even fun when he's not giving the needle. Uh, that's when he tends to get oh, really, really good for me. Once again, are you going to do the show on he's the He's trying to get to a secure spot. I am in a location. He needs a minute. Hey, hey. It's Patrick's weekend. Give him a minute. Give him the a CP and I drove by the Star Tribune Hold on, building last this. night. Yeah, you'd love this. And we're sitting at the table. She said, I'm sitting next, I'm sitting next to the scene. Look at the building said, they have. And I said, they, uh, they only have one. Tell Joe that part of this deal is he's got to come to Garage Logic at Twins Fest on Saturday. <laughs> Who will he be mad at? Oh, he was, he was glancing at his watch when Barrera was talking. What Pat said. <laughs> Let's go here. All right. The impatient one is. Yeah, he's waiting. Hang on. <laughs> what How often did Joe look at his watch? Where are we talking? <laughs> uh, all right. We ready? Yeah. Oh, are you trying to do the song? Yeah. He's not hated enough for my taste. <laughs> that, that's the problem I have with last night. I need my, I need my Roycey to be hated universally. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm afraid you've gained too much uh, acceptance, Patrick. What does well, this going to do to you? I don't know. I've got another twins function today. Their press conference uh, uh, that they have on the Friday of Twins Fest or whatever yeah. the hell it is. And uh, yeah. yeah, I got a couple of shots from Falvey and Baldelli. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> He's back. Good, yeah. good, good, good. good. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You so, did issue the great cheap I shot, though. These, I want these guys to cringe and get PO'd when they see you waddling into the. Uh, Kenny, you'd the- love it. Last night. Yeah. That is the Herb Carneal Award winner. So last night, Patrick uh, is talking about his favorite team, which is the 77 team, Rodney and whatever. And he said, ah, we just lost Soapy Campbell. 400 innings in three years as a relief pitcher. He looks right at Rocco. Did you hear that, Rocco? Yeah. A relief pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gracie. Nice. Uh, Rocco took it okay. I was talking to him today. So anyway, yeah, uh, this uh, this event today is uh, just kind of a luncheon where they really tell us nothing. So they told us Joe Mauer is going to the Twins Hall of Fame in his first year eligible. So that's not a big surprise. I don't think no. that's a surprise. No, 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 sir. no, no, sir. I didn't get to see it last night. I had to attend an event, but the. Uh, Apparently, the Wild had them sound like the old days of the Broad Street Bullies. Yes, yes. It must have been unbelievable. They, uh, three fights that happened almost simultaneously. I guess. Yeah. Plus, when I got home, there would have been time to watch the last couple of minutes, but it was one of those games where you had to pay. I couldn't yeah, find it on TV. Oh, no, it was a deal. 
I couldn't get it. Why does the NHL do that? They've got to know people aren't do, uh, watching them. Yeah. ESPN Plus is that? Yeah, yeah. But when I yeah. when that came up on my screen, it was requesting my payment information. Uh, yeah, well, I don't have any payment information. There are there are creative people who get around that, but we're not going to go into it. So speaking of brawls, I, I did a column for the uh, the uh, hockey day is in White Bear Lake, right? Yeah. And White Bear Lake, of course, immediately for you brings up Moose Goheen, right? But, Absolutely. Uh, I you, you knew Moose, right? Indeed. Very like, live three doors down. Live three yeah. doors down. Yeah, like well, I it brings to mind Billy Butters for me, so I, I wrote a column about Billy, who's become a very good Christian man. Uh, it was not always thus. No, of course, had had some of the greatest brawls in history. He told me one uh, that you could find on the internet. Although I think it's only the audio, but uh, they're playing the Saints are playing a playoff game against Hartford. And Harry Neal has Jack Carlson, he has Butters, and he has that uh, black and E or whatever. They, so he's got three goons, right? Right. And he, he doesn't play any of them in the first period. And Glenn runs down from the press box and just screams at Harry, get those three guys on the ice on the first shift and beat the hell out of them. <laughs> and the, the fight lasted for 32 minutes. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's a famous crawl and uh and basically butter started and he just saw larry fluid fluid p-l-e-a-u remember him larry fluid just punched him and all <laughs> just came out sighed and punched him and I, 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 got, I got a couple of thoughts about this hockey day in white bear if i'm not well, mistaken the location of the of the games is about uh, Interstate 35 and Highway 96. There's a there's well, some Polar Lake Park. Something. something. Why in the hell that's... didn't they make the rinks on the lake? I think I'm with you. Let's make it old time hockey. Day. That's not White Bear. That's uh, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, we've got some ice issues this year, guys. And when okay. it came to Moose Goheen, every fish I ever caught off the end of the dock, the old man said, you got to walk over and show that to Moose. <laughs> really? Yeah. Moose was, by then, Moose didn't have much excitement in his life. He wanted to look at the situation. Well, that was, a, he lived in a summer-only cottage. You know, Moose was a okay. lineman for NSP. Well, that's what he did after uh, done being the greatest yeah. hockey player in Minnesota history. My old man said he could skate faster backwards than anyone could skate forward. Huh? <laughs> oh, he was uh, like, you know what else he was? I looked him up. The World War One guy. Yep. He was a really? signals uh, officer in World War One. I, I think his, Ruck verify this. I think his name is Francis Xavier. Francis, Francis I, Xavier yeah. Goheen. I think yeah. it is Francis Xavier, yeah. but it is Francis and he yeah, had a kid who was a good hockey player. A kid is probably now 80 or whatever. Johnny Goheen. I knew you knew the moose, but uh, yeah. Bill Butters takes me back to watching White Bear Lake uh, great football team in 1969. He was the fullback. And I said to him, how come you didn't get recruited? He said, I ran the 40 in about 10 flat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was, speed was not his uh, number one asset, but uh, 
Boy, they had, that used to be big out there. Do you know they're building it? Since they closed that Mariner High School out there, yeah, they they kept the building, and their ninth and tenth graders go to one high school, and their eleventh and twelfth go to another. But they're merged. They're spending a lot of money in merging it, and and I guess next year, or the year after, they're going to do it like everybody else does. Does that old Hippodrome and White Bear still exist? That's where they played hockey. There was an old building where they played hockey. That's got to be gone. That's got to be know. gone. I think my kids played there. Did they? I think so. It was the it was super old. Yeah. They had a, a really a very unique Zamboni. It wasn't, wasn't a regular it, Wasn't it uh, ice that was just frozen by virtue of nature? I don't think they had any machinery. Oh, that I, I don't know. I think it was just outdoor ice inside a building. How about this? Goheen was a member of the St. Paul Athletic Club team that won the United States Amateur Hockey Championship and received the McNaughton Cup in the 1915-16 season. After that season, Goheen enlisted in the United States Army, served in the European theater during World War I in the Army Signal Corps. After his service, he returned to St. Paul Athletic Club and won a second league championship <laughs> at McNaughton Club. Oh, my beer. I'll be right back wow. after I solve this war. <laughs> hey, Suits. Yeah. What? Fish did you catch that you are most proud to show No, I do remember one time showing them a pretty good bass. Oh, really? Taking a bass. Oh, that's a nice one. Oh, that's a good one, Joel. That's a you keep your you get your mother to cook that. <laughs> so God, I would have loved to grow up three doors. Some old guy famous. Yeah. No, Royce, uh, you're right. I looked up this fight on YouTube um, with the Saints and the Whalers, and they don't have video of it, but the guy doing the play by play, it reminds me of something you would have seen on the movie Slapshot. Yeah. I mean, it was just absolute mayhem. What are um, the play by play guy was? It was the start of the second, evidently. It was the Hartford and, guy that they, oh. they, they, they got that thing. Yeah. He just punched Larry yeah, there was all sorts of sucker punches going on. And, yeah, it was just fantastic. Well, this is, you know, the Broad Street Bullies were, like, in their heyday then. Everybody was trying to goon their way to the league, and then the WHA was trying to get fans to come to see the brawls. He told me, I didn't get this in the column, but, you know, he later on was playing against Sidemore's team down in Birmingham, mm -hmm. and he said, he was, I think he was with the Whalers by then, Butters, but uh, they came down there and Sonmore had these guys, these fans that sat behind their bench and they wore Nazi helmets. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Jeez. They were there to see the fights in their God, Nazi man. helmets. And he had uh, Gervano Billadu beat, uh, he had uh, Jack, uh, Dave Hansen. And Jack Carlson, I think, maybe Jack. He had four. Germano was insane. And he, he had all those goons down there in Birmingham, and which was Glenn was in heaven. Here's a guy who became sober, became the greatest crusader for sobriety of all time. But there's nothing he liked better than two hockey players kicking the crap out of each other. He was unbelievable. Oh, God. I think it's Dan from Minnesota. Dan Minnesota. Yes. Dan Minnesota. Yep. I think he had a name for the snowplows. Oh. That I thought was a great name. Glenn Snowmore. Glenn Snowmore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. He was one of the one of the best things I did 
that Glenn was getting ready. Glenn was kind of getting a little diggy and was going to go live with his sister in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And they had a going away party for him out. He was staying in a facility in a senior place, but a nice apartment. And they had kind of a meeting room out there and they brought, they were having a Glenn going away party. And all these old golfers and all these old things and everybody showed up and got the stories you could have written a novel it was a book. I mean, not a novel, a book, but it would have read like a novel when yeah. you started telling Sonmore stories. So. Yeah. Are you going to attend Hockey Day? No, I've done my duty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not especially if it isn't, if I can't see the shores of White Bear Lake, why would I possibly? Man, I wish they would have had that on the, on the lake. I don't. I, I I naively assumed that's where they would hold it when I heard it was going to be in White Bear. Yeah, uh, and I know I we got ice there. problems, Kenny, but you can flood the lake. What now? I'm listening to a fight here. <laughs> <laughs> give us a little. Give us a little of the noise there of the fight, will you, <laughs> Kenny? Something like 108 minutes, uh, 108 penalties. Kenny, what, what website was the dirigible that blew up? The Hindenburg. Hindenburg it sounded yeah. like the guy talking about the Hindenburg. <laughs> oh, the tragedy. There's a couple of different uh, things on uh, YouTube. One, The one that we just played is called Brawl at the Mall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kenny, uh, the, they say the official tally was 32 minutes of brawling. <laughs> wow. Wow. Glenn. Wow. Can you imagine today's hockey fans dealing with that? Oh, my God. Their brains well, would explode. Glenn also had the greatest NHL one ever when we weren't going to take the Bruins crap anymore. Right. I think, you, know, were you, you, were, you remember watching that game? Yeah, it was in Boston. It was in Boston. Yeah. We, the, 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 uh, the North Stars had never won in Boston. And they start, didn't they fight at the faceoff, right? Yeah, it was the minute the puck was dropped. Yeah, as started. soon as it hit the ice, all the gloves came off. Yeah. Glenn Sodmore for commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> be like Blackfire being the commissioner. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. That'd be spectacular. Yeah. Well, anyway, Patrick, what we got this weekend? We got uh, the uh, football. Oh, that's right, the playoffs. Oh, two great games. Two great games. The point spread is uh, the uh, Chiefs are only one. I uh, Chiefs are only one. I but that that point spread in the Chiefs Bengals has changed four times since Sunday. Because the well, Mahomes apparently looked good walking away from the podium, so now it's gone back up for right. the Chiefs. But, uh, I like Cincinnati to win the game anyway. Me too. Not that that makes any difference. But the Eagles are two and a half. I think that's too many, don't you? I do, but it's still a seventh-round rookie quarterback. Philly at home. Uh, I'm liking Philly. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Right on. But, dude, they will, they will be uh, emblematic of this season. Two uh, nutcutters, as we used to say. Yep. So, that was a too close one. But all year, the NFL has uh, been able to survive on close games, and these should be two more. Yeah. 
Well, very good. And congratulations again. One quick thing. One quick thing. I promise, Kenny, I would do this. Uh, This was tweeted out from a guy I follow who tweets about the twins named Jeff. He found a great Pioneer Press Patrick Royce television commercial. Okay, stop right there. Yes. Pat, do you remember when they were doing television ads? I don't. Yes, they did for one for you and one for me, right? I guess, but I don't remember it. Well, he says yes. this is from 91, but you were already at the party. No, yeah. no, I was already. That was 87. Oh. A year later, and right. Deborah Howell never forgave me. Right. Okay. I told you the Deborah Howell story when she oh, brought yeah. her back. When she brought, they brought her back to the Star Tribune to be a, a guest speaker. And I said, Deborah, and I put my hands out. And she said, get away from me, you bleeping bleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ten years later, right? So, Pat, nice to be loved. The best part about this thirty-second ad is the fact that it features Mike Lynn, Clark Griffith, and Louie. Are you ready? Pat Roycey has some pretty strong ideas of how sports should be played. Roycey, the guy's a hack, and he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't know a typewriter from second base. He tells it like it is. Roycey. He's a close personal friend of mine. Pat Royce. <laughs> Read him in the St. Paul Pioneer Press Dispatch. Go ahead, Kenny. Oh, the best oh. part, Royce, was the little wink, the sly little wink he gave the camera. <laughs> you know how Did long you tweet that, that out? Took? Yeah. Like three hours. Come on. This is all I got. Let me go. I was like, Joe. What is my motivation? <laughs> <laughs> you need New York. You you're need a, New York. You're a crisp, you're crumbling bacon in the frying pan. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, uh, hey, roll it back and take cut three. <laughs> Getting it down now. What was with Louie wringing the neck of a newspaper? He had a newspaper rolled up in his hands, no, but I he was. Think he, I think he was, it was supposed to be a satire of him telling me he was a close first friend at the same time he wanted to joke yeah that's exactly what i got the mike lynn grin when he calls racy a hack is perfect you could tell he got a lot of pleasure from that <laughs> yeah. joe and i would both agree that he is the most underrated treasure we've ever had with city sports oh absolutely remarkable mike yep. remarkable mike joe gave him that name yeah. I think it's a short for mar- remarkably slick, wasn't it? What's your first call? Remarkably slick, Mike Lynn. Unremarkably <laughs> <laughs> and slick. Yep. Yep. So yeah, you used to be part. somebody in this market. Yeah. So <laughs> much so that Mike Lynn came to you two with the Community <laughs> Protection Act. Protection Act. Well, we thought we had the world. biggest scoop in Keep the world. Keep it under wraps. Out of there, I think we ran two graphs. <laughs> I think I got a graph. <laughs> We thought we were going to win the Pulitzer. (laughs) (laughs) We were summoned to his house. We were. It was was the best thing we ever had in life. The Community Protection Act. The time is going to be calling us to be investigated. You know, I think I I was your producer at the time. I think you even said, Rook. We we can't let you in yet. We don't. We can't give you the call. Yeah. No, I'd not. like to tell you, yeah, I, but, but I can't. God Almighty, that was a beauty. Oh. All right, all right. See you later. Yeah. See you later. All right. uh, Kenny, I remember the day um, the announcement was going to be made that Roycey was going across the river, and he actually called me up in Maplewood 
looking for you, Such, mm-hmm. because he was trying to track you down so he could tell you personally mm-hmm. before you found out over the media, well, uh, through the forget. media. I'm like Deborah Hall. I never forgave him. <laughs> um, if I remember right, your reaction wasn't that hot or heated, was well, it? I suppose if it was my reaction for the public, I suppose I was civil. But uh, off the air, off well, the air, close. yeah. <laughs> you worthless son of a. The big winter whiteout sale is almost over. We've got the rest of, of uh, today and then Monday and Tuesday. It's a big sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe on Centurion USA and Colonial Safes, the best made safes in the USA with transferable lifetime warranties, best fire protection you can get, and of course, professional delivery and installation. Okay, the uh, the Centurion Twenty Four, um, Richard Maple Grove Lock and Safe is going to give us three hundred bucks off that, three hundred twenty nine dollars off the USA Thirty Six, and a whopping seven hundred ninety five dollars on the Colonial Fifty. All of the above mentioned safes, white gloss, and uh, the winter whiteout sale goes until the end of business next Tuesday. Hook up with Rich at sixty nine zero one East Fish Lake Road. Save up to. $795. And of course, you can see all the details in the states at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Is Mike's no longer with us, right? Nope. Mike Lynn's gone. His brother was a huge listener. John Moore's gone. John Moore's yeah. gone. Yeah, Lynn's brother was a huge listener. That Bruins North Star fight was at 81. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, because the seven seconds in, the gloves came off, yeah. and the tape was 20 minutes long. Yeah. That's fantastic. Was Painter in on that? I believe so. I think he was. I talked to him a little bit about that. I was mostly interested when I was talking to him about the discussion that they have leading up to the fight and then the discussion after the fight where it's actually pretty amiable, you know, are we going to go tonight? It is tonight, tonight. Are we going to go? Yeah. All right. Let's go. And then, uh, and then when you're done, there, that was a good one. Good one. Boy. That was a good one. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it painter that said he doesn't watch hockey? I mean, yeah. That's yeah. so bizarre. Oh, uh, he's got some good February 26, 81. Yep. Yep. That's what I've got here. Al McAdam. Well, that that game has changed dramatically. Oh yeah, uh, now, these it, young kids were not were not raised in the fighting ideology. Oh my God, they don't even hit each other that much. It's very frustrating. Plus, they're making it. they're making a lot of money. Yeah, but even you were outraged a month or so ago, and Reeves took that guy down with a legal hit. I didn't think it was legal. It was. Completely I'll stick legal. to my guns. I, his arm was way too high. He hit the guy in the head. He got in the Donnie Brook last night, though. Did he? He got some haymakers then, yeah. Why are we mad at Hartman? Uh, I see he got benched. Oh, he's a dog. I don't know what he did wrong. Oh, did Dumba get back in the lineup? Yes. Dumba was. I thought he was. Hartman and Dumba need to go. Dumba was in the lineup. I thought, it, yeah, I was going to say, because I heard. Who's the new Who's the new radio guy for the Wild? Is it Joe O'Donnell? I, I listened to it on the way home. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember what his name is. Is he any good? He just he's young. I like Kurt better. Well, Kurt's it's going to be impossible to replace Bob. He's 
the best hockey play-by-play guy ever. Mm-hmm. Al was great. Didn't grow up with Al. Oh, I had the privilege of working with Al. I shouldn't say that. He did him. Did he do the North Stars till they left? Yep. Okay, then I did hear Al. Al was pretty good. Yep. Sure was. Is Al still with us? Yeah, he lives out in Vancouver, on Vancouver Island. Is that where he's from? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's Canadian. Eh? And that kid of his still Wally? maintains the phony Canadian accent. <laughs> Wally. Raised in Bloomington. They're pretty good this year, the Gulfs. What do the Gulfs have to do with what we were talking about? Wally does the Gopher hockey game. Oh, I didn't know that. that. You literally just said that. No, I said he maintains the Canadian accent, but I, I wasn't referring to his oh, podcast. I guess I thought that's what you meant. Just in life, I think he does. Ah. Eh? What channel is Gopher hockey on? Depends. A lot of times they're on Big Ten Network. No, no, on radio. Uh, well, 1500? No, they have their... Uh, what do you call it? iHeart has the deal with, with all of Gopher Sports now, but usually they're on a secondary station, so they're usually on like News Talk. But I hate that they don't call it. Come Beach, British Columbia. He's from there. No, he resides. It says Gordon is what figure that. Who do my maps play this weekend? And is married to Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, you can't love that. Serious. Stop calling me Shirley. Maverick hockey. My Mavs sucked last weekend, Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, they play the Tommies this weekend. <clears throat> Brooke, can you get me in? Yep. Although, the, are they the, playing? Aren't the Tommies decent this year? Oh, yeah, that's next weekend. Forget it. They're at Ferris State. For a million dollars, where's Ferris State? Ferris State, the Ferris State. I don't know, in Ohio? Michigan. Michigan. Big Rapids, Michigan. Let's go. Oh, my God, they play St. Thomas next weekend. Who's got an ad? I do. They're almost done with the regular season. That can't be right, is it? Uh, oh, end of February. Okay, sorry. Qualicum Beach, population 9,300. Looks beautiful. Unique New York. That was fun. Yes. What is my motivation? God. <laughs> I'm in that tech where he was hacking away. Oh, and I'm just watching. Like I have. I, this is going to be great. <laughs> Old electric. I just. Look, I don't remember me being on one of those games. You had to have been. You had to. Have been. You would. You were too so. big. You were too big not to. I don't know. What happened? Or did they do? <laughs> or did they do one with you and Sid? No, this was when. This is for the St. Paul paper. Oh, Sid would not have been involved. Hmm. But it's irony that he said he's my personal friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need some copy, Joe. And I got the scramble. Um, okay, where did that go? That's right here. <laughs> you ready? Uh-huh. Well, I don't find any sign of it on the uh, on the internet. Oh, well, oh, here's a question: Joe Souchere's net worth? Huh? Joe Souchere's wife? Seventeen dollars. What's I'm on TV need all that Seventeen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rolling. The internet has every single one of your columns here, but 
No old TV. What do they commercial. say my net worth is? Um, I didn't even bother clicking on it, Joe. It's just something I don't want to know. Yeah, well, whatever it is, like you're get closer to zero every day. Yeah. <laughs> One day closer. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, actually. Well, they wouldn't have any way to know. Yeah, they don't have any. Way. But uh, it's uh, you're doing pretty well according to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question, Joe. <laughs> People also ask, what is Joe Souchere doing now? <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you, I was just Googling Joe off the air. You didn't talk to that guy last night, did you? What guy? All right, so twins thing winding down. I know you guys will find this shocking. Do you know who the first person to leave the event last night was? It was Such, of course. Yeah. Dragging the sleepy out the door. Right. But uh, the boss and I were talking to a gentleman that said, Dan introduced me. Oh, this is Chris Reavers. He produces the Garage Logic podcast. And he says, Oh, is that still on? Oh. So I said, Give me your phone. Your phone. Give me your phone. Really nice guy. You guys would have, he, he's known you two forever, you and Rook. Well, who was it? Um, Rick. Rick? From Harlan, Harlan Jack. I don't remember what his really nice guy. I forget what his first name was. Can I clear something up here? Or you have to do something. Go ahead. I made the mistake yesterday of believing uh, that Margaret Anderson Kelleher, the public works director of Minneapolis, had strong political affiliations in St. Paul. Yes. I've been corrected. The woman I was thinking of is Kathy Lantry. Oh. And uh, a, a GLer was kind enough to link me to a an MPR piece that appeared January 30, 2015. Okay. Yeah, now I remember. Uh, when we're learning that Mayor Chris Coleman plucked City Council President Kathy Lantry to become the city's public works director. They were interviewing three other candidates for the job. Two was from the twin two were from the Twin Cities. One was flown in from Chicago suburbs. They were interviewing a woman who was the head of public works in Evanston, Illinois. Okay, that, that's it. I'm just clearing that up. It was Kathy Lantry. But the larger topic was this current public works director in St. Paul, uh, Kershaw, Sean Kershaw, mm -hmm. uh, has an impressive resume. And to his credit, he, he stood in front of the microphone two weeks ago and took mm -hmm. all the heat for yes. the lousy plowing. But he has no earthly idea. About public works. No, I looked at his mouth. So, so I think a, another glimpse into the third rail of the uh, Mysterian public class, they don't look for a public works director who has public works director experience. Goes out of work a shovel, maybe wrench a little bit. You know, in the old days, a, a guy was the public works director in, uh, oh, I don't know, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. And he, he did a good job and he. <laughs> Uh, kept his resume up, and he got wind of an opening in St. Paul. Yep. And then he would apply for that job, and maybe he'd get hired. And thus, he improved his career, and uh, and the city stepped up there, plowing, for example. Right. Well, today, uh, based on what Melvin Carter did hiring Sean Kershaw, that's not important. What's important is that you're on board the ideological bandwagon of non-measurable achievement. Right. So this guy, uh, even upon his hiring, I went back and looked it up. Kershaw said, 
I believe in the inclusiveness and the equity that we're building in St. Paul. Okay, that's fine. But the, but the guy trying to get to work doesn't give a bleep if it's a woman who's plowing the streets or yellow or green or blue or black or red or a male 100%. or trans or whatever. Just plow the damn streets. Right, right. But they're so steeped in this BS. which can, And then people always say to me, well, yeah. you smart guy, you yeah. all, you're always yapping your trap. Yeah, what would it. you do? I'll tell you exactly what I would do. That's easy. That's an easy That's answer. That's an easy answer. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd get rid of every single job in the uh, political administration of St. Paul and Minneapolis that can't be measured for its worth, that can't be measured okay. for its achievement. Yeah. That might be 90% of them. I'm not being facetious. Yeah. And I'd get rid of them all, and I would go buy new plows and hire new drivers, and I would make it a goal to have the Twin Cities, the best plowed metro area in the nation, which it should be. Winter is not new to us. What's new to us is the idea that it's no longer important to us. Hmm. It used to be important. It used to cost a mayor his job Hmm. if the streets weren't plowed. Now we're so far away from that. Really? Oh, God, yes. Really? You could run on a platform of plowing the street. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now it's, it's uh, well, we got the right guy. He's in. He's on board with all our inclusive nonsense that has nothing to do with streets. Here, here. So that's my speech. And we'll it was Kathy Lantry alerted me to that. She didn't know anything about public works. She left the St. Paul City Council <clears throat> to take this gig because no, uh, uh, Chris Coleman appointed her. You suppose it'll only get worse, or do you do you think it'll ever re- revert back to common sense? No. Do you think there'll be a time in the future, 20, 50 years ahead of us, where people will look back and go, damn, they were dumb? The only thing I know about answering your question is that it will, it will take 20 or 30 years yeah. before enough people rally to their senses and, and a new generation is taught not in the failed academy. Yeah, just when we think it couldn't get any worse, it does. Well, I think that's, why we, that's why we came up yeah. with this axiom that with each new mayor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you regret the previous one. Can you imagine regretting Fry and uh, and uh, Carter? But no. I guarantee you, you will. No. If, well, we, if we head down this path, you will. Well, we just got to sue more car companies for all these carjackings. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get things just right. Sue, just sue, huh? uh, just sue uh, Kia. Right. I think the barn doors open. We're heating the outside and the cat's out of the bag. And that train <laughs> left the station. Yep. Only it. because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day in 1871. Jan 27. Kentucky Congressman James Proctor Knott delivered the speech, The Glories of Duluth, in Congress mocking the city in an effort to defeat a bill granting land to the St. Croix and Lake Superior Railroad. Duluth citizens appreciated the free publicity, however, and the town of Proctor was named for him. Hmm. Really? On this day, oh, yeah. interesting. On huh. this day in 1960, 127, Grand Portage National Monument, established by Congress in 1958 and located within the Grand Portage Indian Reservation, was dedicated when Secretary of the Interior Fred A. Seaton 
accepted the site from the Grand Portage Band of the Minnesota Chippewa, the eight-and-a-half-mile Gitchi Onagaming, the great carrying place near the mouth of the Pigeon River, was a major gateway into the interior of North America for exploration, the fur trade, and commerce. You do that portage, you're going to want to just do it all in one trip. There's no going back and forth here to get another bag or grab another canoe. Eight it's not miles. that long. It's eight miles. Eight miles. Yeah, you want to do that once. Yeah, let's get this over with. Grand Portage National Monument. Thank you, G. Ellers. Um, wait a minute, though. What river was that? Rook and I, we had a discussion about this a the while pigeon. ago. There was a song about that, wasn't there? Uh, you could do the pigeon in Peoria. Bird from Sesame Street. I love pigeons, and I love them. I've created a really cool yes, dance. We were the pigeon. We were having. I know it was a great show. Yeah, I know. My bad. Ending on a. I know. You know what we should do is talk about my friends at Slushbuster. Here's the music today, huh? You sure could. Here's the problem. If you didn't get your slush buster right now, you might be luck. Really? Well, it's become the greatest hit of all 21 Fratelloni hardware stores. I was in Fratelloni the other night, I believe, for the one. That's what I'm saying. So when I do this ad with Mike on the Weekly Scramble, he, he has said, and he means this, call the store and make sure they've got it before you decide to go into one of the 21 locations and ask about the slush buster. See, it's invented right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. Dave was getting tired of that corrosive slush ruining his vehicles, so he invented the slush buster. Yes, it's going to free all of that ice chunk and everything else from your vehicle, but it's also going to damage your cars if you don't get rid of it. So call your Fratelloni's Hardware store slow down ahead of time and make sure that they are stocked up. But if you'd like, go to slushbuster.us and you can order one online. They also are available on Amazon and at the Wellna Ace Hardware in Robbinsdale. So, anyway, slushbuster.us. Let Dave know that you heard about his fantastic invention right here on the Garage Logic, Logic podcast. Rookie, are you going to do the pitch? In this well, yeah. Weekend? Do you know who shares a birthday today on the 27th? I know. Edward Smith, the uh, captain of the Titanic, was born on this day. Why are you doing Lewis Carroll and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart? You know, you like any of his songs? What are his songs? I like it. Does he have a CD? Does he have a CD? What is he playing? Hey, Pod MN on your smartphone. Check it out for a library of podcasts that will entertain you and possibly educate you. Also, don't forget about us on YouTube. You can subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Doesn't cost you a dime. And it's a great way to entertain yourself. Uh, this will cost you 100 bucks for the year, 10 bucks a month. That's the Garage Logic Town Council. You will get a lot of inside information. And if you sign up right now, a $10 Fratelloni hardware gift card for you. Come on that one, garagelogic.com. Have a great weekend. Ross? This is tough snow management. Also, I'm not in the mood for it. Not only am I not in the mood for it, done it. how are you supposed to do it when my driveway is as rutted as the streets? If you you need a flamethrower. Yeah. A, a World War II-like flamethrower. Would a flamethrower turn the bricks black? No. 
Yeah. I think they yeah. would. They would? Yeah. The scorch? Hmm. What if you have a black top drive? I don't. Do you throw down salt? Nope. I'd prefer to fall. You, okay. you know what? I also, you know why I don't put down salt? Because hmm. it ruins the grass. Now, I put down salt near the door so grief slip. Get your ass out there and dig it up. Throw down some lime and some grass seed and get it growing. Come on. It's a right of spring. It's or right. That is true. You like the fries? The city of Seattle. Yeah, we're, already, we're ready to go here. What'd you write about for Sunday? The uh, Titanic? The, the, that whole public works thing. Gotcha. A glowing oh. review. Boy, I do not like Don Lemon. Man, do I dislike him. Well, why would you even oh, watch him? I was going to mention he's trending right now for some nonsense. Did you guys see the undercover video of the Pfizer executive? No, I heard about it. I heard about it. Didn't see it. Tucker spent significant time on it. Mm -hmm. This seems like a pretty big story. Well, you won't get it from the New York Times. But that's my point. What? What the, the story here? being that they're engineering this illness to create further vaccines. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take that. Stuff. Did you? Uh, did you see Jay Leno put his bike down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got clotheslined. I wonder what that means. I mean, I know what clotheslining means. I wonder what he hit. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't he? Was it? Was it? Did he get burned? What happened? Yeah, recently? a month ago yeah. he was on yeah. fire, and now he's got a broken collarbone and broken kneecap. Boy, I'd, I'd stay away from him. Okay, why aren't you working, Megaphone? Rook, you're not leaving. Seems like it'd be really easy to hang out with them. You got to learn how to do this. You got to learn how to do this. Once he's done with his caption, he'll show me how to. He doesn't want to look at it. He's in the My megaphone. Why is this not working? <laughs> For every stunt Tom Cruise pulls off, Jay Leno is punished. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Did you see the video, Kenny, of him doing that stunt on the bike, jumping it off that cliff? Who? Cruz. Yeah, he's a real deal. He can really drive a car, too. I mean, well, really well. Isn't he one of them scientific Americans? Or Scientologists. Scient yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Do, do, do they believe they won't die or something? Uh, I don't know about that. Are you ready, Reavers? No, I'm not. I don't know why this isn't loading. Well, you shouldn't be having a problem. Thank you. Um, I'm aware. Let's try this. Megaphone. Because if this isn't going to work, that's going to be a problem, Joe. Oh, 
Pepe. Can't do this either. Huh? What? 1.3 for, de- for December. Really? That's not bad. Especially so for us, you know, missing a bunch. Good thing you guys worked that through those three days. Huh? I'm glad <laughs> that that made all the difference. That was probably the point three. Those three days you guys worked. <laughs> Apparently, I was in a movie called Mercy Point. What's that? Brian Jensen was Sushere. Boy, there's some weird stuff you find on the internet. I looked up Sushere TV ad, and up this comes that I'm on IDMB. IMDB? Mercy Point TV series, Brian Jensen is Sushere. What the hell does that mean? Are you sure this wasn't your a name someone named a sushi in a movie well that would be unlikely there's only the only sushi's there are, are right here in st paul oh somebody a writer or a producer or somebody with no the, the name the name is only right here there is no other sushi's they live in a side no home. with sushi one of the character names is what i'm saying i don't know you know did somebody give you a an up on the way vince did to you and matt maybe Right. Uh, I'm uh, I'm ready for you there, Squints. Here's from CBS News. Joe Suchere's Crazy Garage Logic, October fifth, two thousand eleven. Yeah, you were you were a character. Huh. Mercy Point, Brian Jensen as Suchere. I'll be damned. I should watch the series. What if he just rips the hell out of you? I don't care. <laughs> I'm ready. Point. Across the Saharic Divide from 23rd century. The Earth city of Seattle. Is Jericho Colony and its port entry hospital space. Is suing Kia. Oh, it's a science fiction movie, Joe. Joe. Oh. Yep. Because Kia cars are too easy to steal. What are you doing? I made a copy of my check. And now? We're going to try to cash this copy and then take the real check somewhere else. How do you do that? And then you color it. You color it in. Oh. You do the colored copy photo. What else? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the country is on high alert pending the release of brutal Memphis police video. You had dinner with James Corden? Mm-hmm. That was a while ago, though. Pending Last the release year. of brutal Memphis oh, police I video. I don't remember that. I didn't have dinner with him. He's at the next table. And I told you guys <laughs> about him, how I invited him on Garage Logic, and he was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say brutal Memphis police killing video? Yeah. Okay. I just I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Anything besides Royce? Uh, old audio from Keith Ellison. Is there Period. two, two L's in Ellison? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Royce.
Now, rookies got to learn this thing. Work your bed. No, tell me what I need to come over there. Chinese meatballs. She's making Chinese meatballs. Who is? Cooking mom. These are just great to watch. On Twin Cities Live. We're having cub jelly chicken tonight. With what? Ma mashed potatoes. Cub jelly chicken. Oh. Is that what you're cooking tonight? You better believe it. I love fried chicken when it's oh. That chicken we had last night was rubber. I knew I wouldn't eat it. We were not gonna it wasn't food. done. Bleeping rubber chicken. I didn't eat much. I, I ate a little bit of the Oh Christ. Terror in Jerusalem. Synagogue shooting. Shit. Seven dead, ten injured. Priest and Marie Here Jerusalem. we go. Here we go. WW sisters I, are, my I, sisters I, are there. I, they well, left two days ago. Leave a message. Find out where they are. Hey, Dodge Ram is coming out with a small pickup truck. Was and that... I'm in the market for a small pickup truck. Yeah, but you hated that one you had before. Well, that was because it got three miles to the gallon. Well, what, what's going to make you think that this one won't? Well, might have a hammy. My brother would approve. My brother's a big Dodge pickup guy. Okay. I just think pickup trucks are ridiculously big. I want a small one. What about your uh, your Mauer one? That was uh, the one I just Colorado. Yeah, that was all right. Didn't you have to put about eighty five tons in the back so you could actually drive in snow? No, I had four wheel drive. No, but didn't it? Wasn't it very? I light? did keep some sandbags back there. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're in Istanbul. They're heading to Tel Aviv tomorrow. Tell them don't go there. Stay away from Stay away from Israel right now. Seven years ago, a organization called Change.org had a petition to replace Joe Souchere with a potato that kind of looks like him. Oh, I, I remember that. that. Yeah. 502 supporters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to be replaced with Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually found a potato with a face on it. Yeah. Oh, that's creative hate. Yeah. At least uh, you got to give him a, a tip of the hat. For the to this friends. day, Kenny, I still like to know what I did to bother Chris Mars. Who's Chris Mars? Drummer for the replacement. Well, it's probably your general outlook on life. You have conservative leanings. My outlook on life is paying your bills. Do you need me over there now, Reese? Yeah. Okay. No, no I, I'm not criticizing you. Well, is he a maybe lefty or something? Well, maybe he is. I don't know. All right. So when you're posting a link, you put, okay, so like I'm going to put the Keith Ellison audio and then I'm going to put the Roycey commercial. So copy the link. Yep. And then here. I wonder right. if we're going to have riots in this country tonight. Roycey, I know yeah, the last time I talked to Chris so was at a Twins game. And uh, yeah, it was. He was a little cool to me too, Royce. Yeah, this is the thing that I've never met him. I don't know him. Uh, he was a big fan of Bob, though. TV commercial. He had me out to Paisley when he was recording one of his albums, and had me over to his house. I like. Wow. Well, he was your buddy. Well, him and Sally, yeah, his wife. Yeah, we got along great. Copy paste the link. It was fun. Did he ever make any money? 
Oh, from the art. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't worry about if just make sure you hit that. That stuff is cheap. Was he a deal of shell kid like uh, Western Room? Episode rating, all that. This one is clean. That one is explicit because that's the one for the town council. His wife used to have a job at a uh, Sally warehouse in downtown Minneapolis. And on the second floor, right above her, was a studio where Paul Westerberg was practicing before he went out on tour, on his first tour, solo tour. And uh, I was over there one day and you could hear Paul just screaming at the drummer. Really? And the drummer was this kid. Um, I think he was barely out of his teens. And he was a really good drummer, but Paul was being pretty rough on him. Was Marsh considered a good drummer? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Although uh, their last album, 